Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm Shelly. And this is... Chicks and Dicks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> From a hangover? No. <laughs> You'd think so, but no. No, I get this weird pressure behind my right eye sometimes. And so then like it, an implant? And then it turns into a headache. Yes. Isn't that like my every movie cyborg eye is <laughs> giving me some every, trouble. Come on, every movie, it's like I have a headache and it's like something awful. So yeah. Like the worst extent. Usually it's sci-fi. <laughs> no, I think it's allergies. <laughs> so not nearly as exciting. Better no. than an implant. Better than an implant. <laughs> Or maybe. I don't know, actually. <laughs> Depends on what the implant Jury's out on that one. <laughs> yeah. Know. How are you feeling? How did you wake up this morning? Uh, I woke up actually really hot. Yeah? So, yeah, I don't... My air conditioning was not working very well. Uh-oh. So, it was, uh, it was pretty spicy. And despite that, my dog still likes to cuddle. So, you have, like, this warm, fuzzy thing. <laughs> for, like, and you're All like... Right. And the dog is panting, like, unbelievably... And he just like get off the bed, like go under the cool floor, and he's just like, no, I no. have to have my feet on you, and I just, oh, I'm like, dude, yeah. get off of me. Wow. So anyway. you're the one who bought the really furry dog. I am. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, he sheds a lot too. I'm not yeah. Deny. And we're also joined today by yes. a special guest. If no one noticed the other person laughing, the in other the person laughing. So in the excited to be here! <laughs> Yay! So warm welcome to Kelly Siskin. Yay! Thank you. Yay. Okay. So as our listener might know that we recently read Legs. Yep. And we liked it. We did. So we actually invited her around because we would feel badly if we hated it. <laughs> <laughs> might have been a little bit awkward. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're so glad to have you here. And you brought us cheese. I did bring Let's cheese. Let's talk about the cheese. <laughs> I brought the wine. She brought the cheese. Yeah. Right. It's a group effort. I am known as the cheese lady in Collingwood. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I brought a lovely triple cream, something rich, buttery, decadent to go with our white wine that we're enjoying, a little Pinot Grigio, and um, a lovely Ontario cheese called Five Brothers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, both super delightful on a warm June day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially that triple cream brie. Mm. Yeah. It is very tasty. It is very tasty. Mm-hmm. The Five Brothers. I'm going to try that one. You're going to have some right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, so why don't you start asking questions while I shove my, the food in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's start with where the cheese came from. Um, you own a cheese shop. I do. I yeah. have a day job. I have a night job and <laughs> I have did. a day job. Right. So my day job is, yes, I own a fine cheese and gourmet food shop. And yeah, we specialize in cheeses, but we have lots of other stuff. And I have a background in food. And so it sort of was a natural move to progress to something like this. And it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Excellent. And what's it called? Dags and Willow. Dags and Willow in Collingwood. So if you're in the Collingwood area or Collingwood, even Ontario, Collingwood, Ontario, Collingwood, Australia. Yeah. That's true. There's Collingwood in the States as well, no, someplace. No, no. Collingwood, Ontario, if you're in the area. Or even if you're not in the area, make the drive. <laughs> make the drive. It is worth it. We have lots of good cheese. Yes. And I will say that this we is We can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about your night job. Yes. <laughs> That's why we're all ready. So it's kind of like my <laughs> afternoon slash night job. So I, I sort of part-time now at the store and part-time writing. And yeah, I write romance novels. Yeah. So how did you start this? Because a lot of people think about this. Yeah. I think a lot of people have been like, it's so easy. I'd write this. I guess I didn't write a romance yeah. novel. So <laughs> I didn't start because I wanted to A, publish, and B, it wasn't about writing romance. I um, have always, I was not a romance reader. I was one of those anti-romance people. 
growing up. Okay. Um, I would go to the bookstore and just want to buy anything with like an award label on it. I was oh, a bit of a snob. I was a oh, snobby reader. No. We can't get along. Um, <laughs> and but I've always had a creative outlet of some sort, mm-hmm. um, whether it was guitar or painting or something. Anyway, I never thought about publishing, but I always thought it'd be neat to write a book. And then one day, while I was hiking in the beautiful Collingwood area, I thought to myself, if I wrote a book, what would it look like? It looked like a really crappy young adult novel is what it ended up being. Nothing wrong with that. It was a big hot mess. Um, but I learned to write I I while writing. No. <laughs> well, not published. <laughs> I learned to write while writing. And um, at that time, I also read my first romance novel. And just, you know, your needs as a reader and in life change. Mm-hmm. And what I realized and appreciated about romance is it's a wonderful escape from real life. It is fantasy and it's about, you know, just being happy and falling in love on the page and just it's something really beautiful and it's something beautiful that I can offer to women, which I'm very proud of. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> it's like a service. It is. It's a public service with so, lots of sex. I make women yeah. feel sexy. I help relationships. Everybody it's a wonderful thing. Everybody wins. <laughs> so this first romance novel, where did it come from? Did someone give it to you? That's what happened to me. I never read any romance. Yeah, so it wasn't somebody... a typical cover. It did not look like a romance. It was Jamie McGuire's Beautiful Disaster, mm-hmm. if you know it or don't. But it did not look like a romance novel. And it was at the Crow's Nest in town. And I was just looking for, I was going on vacation. I said, I want like a nice beach Mine read. I want something, whatever. Yeah. And they gave me that. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like this. And then my books just started leaning towards that way. And that's, yeah. Where I went. So that you're this disastrous teen YA, does it bear any resemblance to that first romance novel? So my first published book was the third book I wrote. Okay. My first book I wrote was a young adult fantasy sort of slash dystopian novel. It did have a romantic element, but it was a disaster in structure completely. <laughs> and the writing was not good. Right. I actually have since rewritten it, but it still needs more work. And did, it's how, What did your friends say about it, though? Were they like, Oh, I didn't oh. give it to my friends. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> wow, no. You even recognized it. I right knew it wasn't good. All right. Because that's the awkward friend thing. When someone's like, hey, yeah. you like to read? Read this. And you're like... Yeah. Yeah. It's, hey, it's I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought books were supposed to be really long too, and it was way too long. Mm-hmm. So many things wrong. With it. So many things wrong. With it. They always tell you like one of the rules they say, and there's always exceptions that break the rule. But you don't start with a character waking up. Of course, my character started by waking up, <laughs> and starting a day, and being really boring. Um, so yeah, my second book was a romance novel, very quirky. Um, would be classified as new adult which is where your characters are kind of your 18 to 25-year-old. College. It really pushed a lot of um, humor boundaries in stereotypical ways, the way, you know, like South Park might or something like that, which although all that works very well in television and movies, in books it doesn't work as well. And it just, anyway, again, something that's probably never going to see the light of day. (laughs) I did try to get an agent with it. I did, um, that's querying where you actually try to acquire an agent with your work. Um, Is that an easy process? Oh, there's nothing easy about that. Super hard process. (laughs) It's all about a lot of rejections. There aren't a lot of literary agents in Canada to begin with. But but you don't, you can apply to literary agents. My agent um, at one time, who I'm not working with anymore, is Canadian, but... 
that's not why I was working with her. Okay. I chose her over an American oh, agent okay. that yeah. I also had an offer from. So, yeah, there, it doesn't stop you from applying to other right. agents. Okay. Top tip for aspiring writers out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, third book was the one that, um, that yeah, that I got my publishing, got my agent with and then got my publishing deal with. Mm. And that was the three, the trilogy that you wrote before. That was Chasing right? Crazy, which is a standalone book. Okay. Before they signed me for four books, mm-hmm. the standalone and the three book series of My Perfect mm-hmm. Mistake, A Fine Mess, and Hooked on Trouble. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So in terms of building these trilogies, how does like do you have an idea already of kind of the story you want to tell in each book? Does it have or have you planned this out ahead of time or does it kind of flow a little bit more organically as you're writing? So you can only you have to you have to have some sort of planning because in order to get a book deal, they need to see planning on the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't just say, I'm going to write another couple books. Just, you know, <laughs> we're just going to do that and go with it. <laughs> so you have to give Fly them something. But yeah. it's usually, it's honestly, it's literally a two to three page synopsis. Okay. And it breaks down the main plot points and that's what they need to see. And they say, this sounds good. This doesn't sound good. Even from my synopsis. So I'm a... Pl- I am generally a plotter. Some other people call themselves a pantser. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they just fly by the seat yep. of their pants. <laughs> Is that you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do do a little bit of both. So the way my writing process works is I write, I start by writing a blurb, what you would read on the back cover book. Can I make this idea sound interesting in two paragraphs? Mm-hmm. Then I flesh that out into my synopsis, two to three pages. Can I see enough plot turns from beginning to end to make this kind of work? Then I do do a chapter breakdown. At some point in my writing process, I completely veer off the chapter breakdown. I do not do character sketches. Mm -hmm. Um, I have some friends who sit there and like build their characters before Mm -hmm. they start. I like to get to know my character on the page, but that always means that my plots go out the window at some point. Right. But I always come back to the end that I wanted, usually. But how I get there almost always changes. So... Just give us an example. So for Legs, which we yes. kind of ran over the synopsis, how did that end up being completely different than what you would initially intention? Oh God. That's a, I don't even... You're asking me. I don't remember what sorry, I ate no, yesterday. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right, no hard questions. Thanks. Oh, my God. Um, there's definitely character development. I'm trying to think in that particular book. So I know in Stud, I can tell you some stuff that definitely changed. Yeah, sure. Um, go for it, because I read it. So. Okay, so yeah. Stud, no I, I started by writing a former mean girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the idea that she had to... Uh, Ainsley. Ainsley mm-hmm. had to sort of atone for stuff that she had done in her past. Unfortunately... Readers, and romance readers in particular, are very, very hard on the heroine. If your heroine is not infallible and is not this wonderful person that you wish you could be, Mm -hmm. they lambast them. Totally. So I ended up changing her to actually being more bullied and trying to, although, you know. She's got a bit of a hard shell and a bit of a bad attitude. Yeah. Yeah. But I changed, you know, who she was integrally to to appeal to readers more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, makes sense. She to was me. a fun character to read, honestly. I loved writing yeah, her. She was yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> you'll like her. She's right. sassy. Yeah. I'm looking Very forward sassy. to it. So, where does the inspiration come from? Hiking. As you said, like, hiking in the like, woods. When I'm hiking through the woods, I'm like, wow, that's a beautiful tree. Not like, wow, hot sex romance. Like, does, yeah. it just doesn't, doesn't go? No. You're like, not making I mean, the connection. Unless there. I'm with a guy having hot sex in the forest. Like, it, it doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah, although I have to say that sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I will say my plotting doesn't come from the sex. The sex happens while I'm trying to bring the story forward. My mm. ideas strike. I try to write character-driven books. 
as opposed to trope driven books. Right. Yeah. Um, although, you know, tropes always play a part, you know, is it a enemies to lovers or mm-hmm. is it friends to, you know, friends to lovers or that sort of thing. But I don't tend to write as specifically, I'm not going out of my way to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get an idea for who are my characters and sometimes, you know, legs started out how did legs start out i have a stronger idea like my other series my perfect mistake and a fine mess they all started more as travel is was my inspiration Mm -hmm. so my first book chasing crazy i backpacked through new zealand and the story is a girl backpacking through new zealand not my story unfortunately (laughs) i didn't meet sam (laughs) but um that sort of inspired it you know my perfect mistake starts in aspen Mm -hmm. and I was on a trip in Aspen and I was walking down this sort of, it was at night, I'm walking down where they've got condos and it's dark out and the windows are lit and I saw a group of guys in one and I was thinking, hmm, if a group of girls are walking down and, you know, the situation struck and they decided to be crazy and just knock on their door out of nowhere, what could happen? Mm -hmm. Sex could happen. (laughs) In Aspen, more than likely. But, you know, that was sort of where this idea came of, you know, starting the book there and having mm-hmm. that as part. That's not where the book started, but that becomes part of the book. Um, the next book in that series, A Fine Mess, I took some time, in, I vacationed in Belize a few times. I worked that in. And so sometimes it's around that. And otherwise it's just characters and where they come from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can relate to Rachel and Legs and how struggling to find out a job and a career or something yeah. that makes mm-hmm. you happy and satisfies you is like I think that's plagued like me growing 90% up. Ninety percent of the population, right? especially around yeah. our like this age group. Yeah, it's yeah always like, been, our parents were always part of like yeah. this really solid job, and we were kind of right. first generation. Well, you leave university, totally... you start work, and that's what you do for the yeah. next yeah. forty years. It's kind of like we're like this, like the fucking clueless. Yeah. <laughs> generation. Yeah. yeah, so it's about exploring yeah. that, yeah. you know, trying mm-hmm. to tap into that and what that is. And I love the idea of I love wine. I love the idea yeah. of, you know, wine is sexy. This should be part sure of a romance. Is. So, yeah. So we mentioned in our pod about the wine. So are those actual wines? Oh, yeah. So yeah, did yeah, you yeah. have to, I'm going to say, use research? research? So, yes. I did read, well. Extensive okay. research. <laughs> we drink a lot of wine. Uh-huh. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Don't be. Um, <laughs> well, why? But there are certain bottles there I had not tasted. So, you know, the Screaming Eagle, which costs an arm and a leg. No, I have never. How is tried a that. Of I don't know offhand, but okay. it's expensive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very expensive. So I just go, you know, that's where internet research comes in handy. Right, right. What does it taste like? Okay. The one thing I have to say I really like a- about your writing, and in particular legs, is that you take a, a potentially embarrassing situation for any woman and you kind of make it at least somewhat acceptable because the character goes through something I think that we've all had, which is like the messy night. The messy. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Where you're like, I don't know how I got home. <laughs> Do yeah. I have my clothes on? Am I home? <laughs> Who is beside me? Yeah, I had a lot of fun writing that scene. Yeah. Actually, I think so now, see, because I told you I can't remember what I had for dinner last night. You're asking me sort of how some of these books start. So Legs, I think one of the reasons, one of the things I started with with Legs was that concept and that scene of having this wild night and not remembering it. Yeah. yeah. But it's also nice because she doesn't beat herself up about it too much like she's embarrassed but she's not like oh I'm such a horrible person or yeah. you know like oh that was so terrible it's more like oh man I wish I could remember what yeah. she just what knows she's it. not good after four <laughs> glasses of wine <laughs> things go south yeah 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 and it's as, good to know your limit yeah as they do for a lot of us mm-hmm. exactly exactly yeah so um also we were just kind of wondering so with your writing your dialogue 
Like, I love the way you write your banter. Thank you. So, and the question... It's not easy to do. No. no we were no. talking about dialogue earlier. And yes, Rachel had to actually stop watching a show in, like, the first 20 minutes. Not even. Two minutes. Yeah. Because the writing was <laughs> so, so terrible. And then Nobody has a conversation like this. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we, so, what's the trick? Is there, like, because a it seems, special... It flows very naturally when yeah. you're writing it. You can really pick up on the characters. So, like, a write, writing techniques are dropping words that we think are... When you start writing, you think it has to be, you have to write out every word that you're thinking in the dialogue. But sometimes if you drop unnecessary words and start kind of, you know, a word or two into what you were going to say, it comes off a lot more natural Mm -hmm. than trying to spell it all out. Yeah. Yeah. And I personally, (laughs) when I'm trying to get good banter down, I like to keep it short. Yes. So quick couple words here and there. And then sometimes they have longer dialogue, but I like... To just, you know, have a quick repartee and it comes across a bit snappier. Right. And some of the fun insults that Ainsley throws out instead, like, where did you come up with those? Because some of them are quite <laughs> original, especially with Ainsley, like, threatening other people's boyfriends and things. Like, just um, I don't know. I don't know where I come up with that stuff. <laughs> My brain is a like, special place. Like, the one where she, what is it, she threatens them with, like, um, the parasite that climbs water oh, and yeah. like, go into the penis. Actually, <laughs> that is because I got, I, I was educated about that show from a friend of my son who horrified me and I was like oh I could use this in a book <laughs> and then it was Brilliant. Ainsley's perfect for that <laughs> no it's quite funny so on the topic of writing let's talk about writing the sex mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get more wine for this part okay all right so this is an indelicate question that's all right um but when you're writing a sex scene are you drawing from personal experiences, personal fantasies, or is it just kind of like... It just kind of flows. It just sort of happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you have to be someone who's interested in sex to write about sex. Yeah, I would think so. But it's... <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, it's probably a combination of fantasies and having it just kind of... You know, my writing of sex scenes got more natural as I yeah. went because it does take time to get comfortable well, it's, with it. it's hard to write a good sex scene. I'm sh- like, we've all, we've all read terrible sex scenes in books to the point where there's like, a, I guess kind of like a joke award, I think, mm. that The Guardian does and it's like worst sex scenes right. and you can go online and read them and they're hilarious but they're downright terrible. Well, like yeah. not sexy at well, all. Well, I mean, sometimes right. if you feel like you're reading about an octopus, it's like a hand goes yeah. here and a hand goes there and then all of a sudden a hand is like around at the ass yeah. you're like, well, what happened to the other hand? Yeah. So it's just... It's but just, try, I guess, trying to find that balance between what's really hot and then what's really passionate and sensual. Yes. Yeah, so for me, we have to understand the difference between writing romance and writing erotica. Yes. So there's erotic romance and there's erotica and there's contemporary romance, which is what I write. So contemporary romance, sex does not drive the book. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm ever going to write a sex scene, well, I mean, yes, we do enjoy reading them, but it has mm-hmm. to forward the story or the relationship yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. So I have to find a way to work emotion into that scene that the couple is taking a leap forward and you're feeling that. And I think by working that emotion into the scene is part of what takes it to that next level of experiencing the passion and not just the A plus B equals C. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Ask a question. I'm eating cheese. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes down to the structure, you obviously have these three friends in each book. We knew like right off the bat that each book is going to yep. be one companion series books. of relationships. Yep. The one thing that we have and the one thing that I complained about and that Rachel doesn't mind, or yeah. do you mind this? I can't remember. 
I don't even know where you're going with this. Well, okay, so there's... <laughs> fine, fine, be that way. So there's, this, there's always a component in romance that when um, you have two characters that, you know, have a connection and so on, and another character is introduced, they touch the opposite sex character and the other character is somewhat jealous or possessive. Of, of mm. them at that oh, time. yeah, I hate and, that. And I can't... And I don't understand why it's always... I, it's a necessity. Well, it's not a necessity, but it's always there. Like, does it... Like, I mean, there's always a possession thing, but there always has to be, like, this element of, like, oh, I didn't like it when he touched her. Or of jealousy. Yeah, this sort of... And it's a... It's... I think for a lot of women, when they're reading the books, they like that fantasy of being possessed. Yeah. And it's... That's trying to appeal to the female reader. Right. Right, And a lot of books we've read have that element. Yeah. Possession or protection. Yes. Which I don't have a problem with. But Unless yeah. sometimes it's, it's... Now, it's obviously... If you're reading a book with an alpha male, because those yeah. are like... I don't really write alpha males. Mm. I tend to write what you would... There's beta, yeah. alpha. I yeah. tend to write gamma. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to have a sensitive man, yeah. mm-hmm. but I like him to know what he likes and what yeah. he wants. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a strength there as well. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But self- I guess just the issue of like of the jealous woman... Mm-hmm. how do you sort of tackle that because that that comes up well there's the jealous man too like it always, stuff, it's one or the yeah. other it always happens yes. right and it's that it's to me there's a difference between you know kind of being wanted but then also being somewhat negative yep and, and it can possess, be yeah. like possessive yep. and obsessive yeah. about it right? yes because they're always obsessing about each other and sometimes when you have that jealousy element it kind of brings in sometimes a really a, a negative tone i think sometimes it can it mm-hmm. depends how far an author goes with it yeah. for sure yeah. and some as i mentioned some authors who specifically go out of their way to write alpha males when they're really intense i don't enjoy those romance reads yeah. they're not for me well you can listen to the italians pregnant prisoner, prisoner and the episode that we did i fucking hate that oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. and it's like 140 pages oh it's <laughs> such a short you, we we recommend that episode if you want to listen to everything you can hate in a romance <laughs> nice novel. just from an abusive perspective like, yeah. yeah that woman yeah. is seriously abused she is. and i was just like how can you find this hot yeah like and we agreed that the sex could have been hot out of context Right. But yeah. the context makes it just kind of ruined weird. Yeah. weird. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, it's very. Dude. Yeah. Look, some writers mm. push the envelope and maybe there are readers who love that. I don't know. Could be. It's just, yeah. I'm never going to write that yeah. book. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what you like to read. Yes. Sort of give us a, break that down for us. And it does not just strictly romance, but just in general. I mean, you said you like the award winners. Has that changed at all? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's changed yeah. completely. I don't read those books well, at then, all then we can't anymore. Talk yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I go through phases. Right now, I'm actually kind of pulling away from reading, whereas was reading romance constantly. I'm actually pulling away from that a bit. I'm gearing towards more young adult fantasy, nice. um, some young adult contemporary. Well, that's Rachel's. And a bit thing. more women's fiction. Yeah. I just, I needed a break. Mm. Gate to Women's Country. Have you read that? I have not. I've been reading Kristen so Higgins good. recently and really enjoying uh, it. Gate to Women's Country. It's one of my favorite books. Yeah. One yeah. of mine as well. Yeah. I'll have to write that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's chiclet, just... Chiclet, though. It's not, like, light chiclet. It's heavy No, no, no. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's dystopian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and But not YA. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Yeah, so I, I do need to take breaks. Um, and, and even my writing is changing. So my next two books that are sort of on deck that I'm still figuring out what I'm doing with them, they're changing. Mm-hmm. My writing's changing. And um, I'm writing in third person for the first time. They're way... They're going back to quirkier, which is kind of mm-hmm. my roots for writing. Right. Um, and weaving in kind of funky, fun suspense threads oh, into nice. them. Yeah, and a slower burn. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're getting more one gratifying sex scene towards the end versus 
yeah. the ones throughout. Yeah. I just say, though, you write a very good sex scene. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty hot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what are the challenges between first, um, writing first person and writing third person? Um, writing first, you can get more directly into voice, I think, is a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. It's a bit... So I write close third, which means I still want the person to feel like, you know, you're experiencing that versus... Um, it can be third person can keep you a bit removed from the yeah. story. So I'm working really hard. It was a great challenge. It was nice to switch and do something different. And I like to um, really find a way to still engage the character, the reader and make them feel like they're really part of the story in third person. What I like about third is how you can really organically move back and forth to point of view without saying this person speaking with their title at the top, right, yeah. <laughs> um, which is fine and it works, but it's it was just nice to change it and do something different. Right. Any... I guess genres or subgenres you're interesting, interested in challenge, in tackling. <laughs> I do have a concept for a more women's fiction style ro- uh, book that would have romance. I mean, most women fi- women's fiction has romance, but it would definitely be a heavier book. Um, and I've just had it in my brain for a while. So whether or not I delve into that next, we'll see. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then how do you balance your day job and your night job? It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Writing when you're writing, drafting in particular is very obsessive Um, and it doesn't matter. I could have all the time in the world. Once I start writing a book, I need to be writing it all the time. My brain is Mm -hmm. busy. I need to get my thoughts on the page. You feel like you're, even if you jot them down, you just feel like you're going to lose the thread. Right. Um, So I'm someone who doesn't, I can pick up for half an hour and work on something if I want to. Like, I don't need to settle and, you know, have X length of time. So I pick out moments wherever I can. Um, I have certain days where I don't go into work, certain days where I work mornings, and I, you know, I work at it some nights. It's a lot, but yeah. But yeah. I also, I don't have children. I know friends who do it with children, and that's a whole other <laughs> challenge. And I kind of have a random question. Just on a personal note. So yeah. I can't remember. I think it was in Stud or in Lex. I can't remember which one. But at the beginning, she picks up a case of beer called Pliny the Elder. Yes. Where did you get that name from? It's a beer in the States. That's oh, a real oh. beer. Yeah. Okay. Because that's Because I was looking for like sort of like a, a beer that was, you know, a little more craft beer. And so I looked up beers in the States. I've never had. I don't drink beer. I hate beer. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> Pliny the Elder is actually a historical character. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. yes. we listen to a lot of Sawbones. And it's a podcast called Sawbones. It's, okay. it's, it's a comedy one. And they have they constantly refer to they Plenty of the Elder. They always talk about Plenty the Elder. So okay. I was like, oh, okay. Like, why, why Plenty of the Elder? <laughs> but so. it's a real beer. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll look for that. All right. That's next time we're in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I don't really have a lot else to follow up on. Do you? Um, I guess I'll just ask you, what can we look forward to from you in the future? Well, as I mentioned, I have two books on deck that mm-hmm. I am still figuring out. Actually, my agent is... Just this is going to be the last week we're shopping it around to editors. We sort of gave them the deadline of Friday. So I'll know by Friday if I'm (laughs) self-publishing or if it will be traditionally published. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm happy to do either. It just depends, you know, what comes along. And yeah, so that will very much change the date and when my next book comes out. Traditional publishing, everything takes a lot longer. So it just depends on where that goes and... We yeah. should keep us informed yeah. and we'll announce it on the show. For sure. Absolutely. I would love that. And yeah. in the meantime, where can people find your books? I mean, Shelly got them at Dags and Willow, yeah. but not, I guess I'm not sure everyone has I'm sure you know how I there. actually found it. <laughs> yeah, I think from my staff, was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I was like, who's the romance writer? Why are these, <laughs> <laughs> what are these books doing here? Yeah. yeah it's not romance like, it's not and like cheese. They're like, hey, there's a 
cheese shop and it awesome like has awesome food and hey what there's a romance and they're selling novel. books like the cash <laughs> just, <laughs> yep yeah, um, right that, so yeah, so <laughs> my first four books, uh, Chasing Crazy, My Perfect Mistake, A Fine Mess, and Hooked on Trouble are available at all online retailers, digital and print. Mm-hmm. Um, my more recent series, Legs, Stud, and Licks are only available through Amazon because I enrolled them in their Kindle Unlimited program, okay. which means you can't sell them anywhere else, but it's print and digital, but yeah. only through Amazon. So if you have a Kobo, you cannot download it, but if you have a Kindle... You can. can. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Brilliant. Yep. Hmm. Kelly, this has been wonderful. Thanks no, for thanks having for, me. Thank you so much. You for ladies being are here. wonderful. We'll have, we'll have to just get together casually anyway. It's I think so, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you like wine and cheese, you're our type of girl. <laughs> it's the only reason people invite me over. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I've been Shelly. I've been Rachel. I guess I've been Kelly. <laughs> you catch on quick. <laughs> and keep it sexy. Yeah, like really sexy. Like hot sexy in a forest. Sexy. Hot sexy. <laughs>